RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's going on? I'm clicking buttons here and I'm hoping everything works. That's how we roll up here in Tara Buster Studios. This is, well, my name is Tara Devlin. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. Well, even animal, and not just humanity, all species I'd like to include in our being on the right side of, and I mean correct side. So um, uh, I see the chat room. I'm waiting, just waiting to see if I get any feedback that the that we're rolling that we're ro- well i see richard w thank you richard already right out of the gate a super chat another great show tara jeez we did we just got started you don't even know how great the show's going to be and it will be great because we have a very special lineup tonight it's not just me tonight i figured you guys are probably sick of listening to me and some and my existential crises and I using I'm using the plural deliberately um let me know Richard if you're if you can hear the <laughs> if the audio is going out I don't know I'm very uh, I'm um I'm a little bit post traumatic stress disorder because I spent the last 6 hours trying to get the show working properly and I don't know it's still I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in myself and the show well the technology of the show so let me know Richard and anybody else on the chat if you could hear this why can't it uh, why, why well somebody will respond eventually oh well I'll have to assume that it, everything's going out on the air okay so tonight Great. Thank you, Richard. You're the best. I, like I said, this is a community show, and the community are the producers. <laughs> That's it. We're in this together. We stick together, we win. That's our rallying cry, and it's really the way of life. It has to be. The This is how, I mean, this is how we win. Now, okay, Before let me just do the plugs, and then we're going to jump right in. We have a guest. To, we have a couple of guests, actually. Our first guest is you might know him. Uh, well, we're not gonna. He's let me let me do the uh, the the what do you call it the plugs first. Okay, this is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history. As I said, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, and um, we're doing it. Uh, it's a community show, so if you can support the show, go to Tara Buster and um, excuse me Patreon dot com slash Tara Devlin to become a patron if you can at any level that will help keep the show going and um you know i was gonna say more importantly growing but i guess it's those are it's just both important to keep going and and to keep growing i hope we keep going because and i hope we keep growing because otherwise we don't stand a chance and um and i'm talking about not just the show the the country i i know um that this is why we need, I don't know, our millennial correspondent, Mark, who will be on the show in a couple of minutes. We need him. I need him. I want him to, I don't know. I feel bad for Mark, to tell you the truth, because 
not I mean I just feel bad for the world we're leaving him you know the the big heaping flaming pile of of poop that we're leaving on the doorstep of the of the next generation uh, don't you feel a sense of I, I for me I get I, it's a little embarrassing really we would we tried we hoped we marched we got arrested we were at the barricades trying i mean i guess that's all we can do is the best we can one day at a time you know never give up the that that's the truth actually never give up and keep on pushing because um like uh like the show says like we say we are on the right side of history that's what they know they understand that we're on the right side of humanity they know this and another thing one of the other things we'll talk about tonight for example the right side of humanity we'll talk about laura ingram and the bar rescue dude going on about how poor people are like dogs that need to be starved you see what i'm saying we're on the right side of humanity they're not they don't i mean humanity is it's confusing to them to the republicans the conservatives they, I don't know. I've never seen. I've heard all about this compassionate conservatism. I just never. I've never witnessed it. If anybody can give me an example, please do. And I, really, because I always say the thing of the the other thing about Democrats or let's say conservatives and liberals, because not every Democrat is a is a liberal, but. The if see normal people when normal people get new information they adjust their their ideas their ideology oh okay I didn't realize that and everything and everything changes that's the difference between normal people and conservatives because when when conservatives get new information they don't adjust the damn thing they try to fix the facts around the policy. So um, and conf so we all conform to their worldview. Then anyway, it's a fundamentally undemocratic worldview. So all right, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Besides becoming a patron, be become a patron if you can. Come on, two dollars a month, whatever. And thank you, JD, for your super chat at uh, in pounds that. We're see we're an international show, so um, what else? What else? SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. We're on FYI Nation, of course. Thomas Reynolds will be calling in a little later from FYI Nation, and uh, Verdant Square Radio, another independent liberal radio station. And yeah, okay. So let's just get into it. You guys know. Mark, perhaps you know Mark. Mark Middlestadt. He is an amazing young man, only 19 years old. And we've passed on this flaming pile of dog poo known as a, a burning burning up planet. How do you how do we do this to to the youth? So goddamn short-sighted. When you think about the, for example, the seventh generation principle native in, uh, well, the Iroquois, 
you guys probably heard of the seventh generation principle. It's a it's based on an Iroquois, or um, I'm not sure how do you pronounce it. The the Iroquois is the Angli- anglicized form of Hanas Hadun. I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. I have very bad. You know, you guys know I have a hard time with wor- some words. Hadunsani, I believe. That's their uh, how the Iroquois, what the Iroquois call themselves. But I'll stick to Iroquois because I'm a dumbass uh, American. So what do I know? So the Iroquois philosophy that um, the that each decision that we make should result in a sustainable world seven generations into the future. Now we don't even look seven minutes into the future, much less seven generations. My God. But let's get Mark in in here. Let's get him up in this bitch. Up, you know, for this bitch. Let's get Mark, our millennial correspondent. Hold on. Um, see, this is another reason to become a patron because then maybe we'll get a producer up in this bitch for this bitch. All right, so now I got to call Mark on Skype. Hold on, guys. It's all a work in progress. Mark, where are you? There you are. Add him. Let's see. Let's see if he picks up. He might have something better to do. (laughs) He probably does have something better to do. There's a lot of work that needs to happen. Where is Mark? Okay, I see Mark, but of course, there he is. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. There's Mark. Hey, I can't see you, by the way, but you sorry can't about that. wait. Hold on. No, hold on. Hold on. I need to put myself. I, I apologize, everyone. Well, no. what else are you going to do? Here we are. We're split. We are now split screen. Awesome. Beautiful. Yes. Here, perfect. Let me do that. And. We'll make sure everybody is hearing you. Hold on a second. There's like a delay. So, Mark, you guys know that Mark is our millennial correspondent. And one of the reasons I do the show is, oh, thank you, Julie, on Facebook for saying that um, audio is is well. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Not for Mark. Wait, hold on, guys. Here's the music. Hold on, everybody. It's always something. We'll there it back. is. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hold on. All right. This is Tara Devlin from Tara Buster. We're doing Unapologetic Liberal Talk on tonight's show. We have our millennial correspondent who I'm fortunate enough because doing the show, part of the reason I do the show is to form a community, to meet other normal people who um, are trying to make the world a better place. I mean, isn't that really the bottom line of what we're doing here? Trying to leave the world a little better than we found it. I mean, how friggin' hard is that? You think, right? You think that wouldn't be hard, but it- Exactly. (laughs) In theory, in theory, it's easy, but- Right, but not in People have a hard time, apparently. Exactly. So Mark is a 19-year-old young man who- is an incredible person. Uh, this is just my oh. opinion right now. Okay, I'm sure his mother agrees with me, and father, and maybe uh, not sometimes. But. <laughs> right when he's not uh, 
obeying yeah. obeying their commands. Burning the sound down, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they really did raise a wonderful person because this is, I mean, a 19-year-old who sees the problems in this world and is trying to do something about it to to make a difference, to make the world a better place. And I'm really impressed, frankly. Um, I Thank just, you. I really am. I just, and honestly, it gives me hope. You give me hope, Mark. Thank you. You, really you give do. me hope as well. It's a mutual it's a oh, back and wow. forth. Well, I'm I agree. I mean, I I'm, I thank you. Not I agree. I thank you for that. But I'm uh, I don't know how, why I give you hope because I feel very. Sometimes I I feel like I I'm a, I the show doesn't give a lot of hope, but maybe it does. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I think you're I think you're missing it a little bit. I think it definitely at least from the people that I know in the chat and everything. Mm -hmm. Some of us, this is like the most hopeful moment of our week. I mean, knowing that there are other people out there who think the same way we do is can be very helpful. Right. And where sure. the the thing is, there are more of us, but than than there are of them, and that's what they that this is a whole other thing because there are more it's normal true. people, and there are more people who are reachable as well. But as and far we're, as we're yeah. looking at the facts and the truth instead of just what the media says, because the truth has a liberal bias, as you say all the time. Mm, and mm, uh, mm. obviously, I mean, facts and history aren't going to tell us to do what the Retrumplicans are telling us right. or the Republicans or. <laughs> right, right. You know. So tell me, Mark, um, Mark. So here's the thing. This is what I like about you in <laughs> Mark, this is just a an, an admiration society. What I like about yeah. you, Mark, is that you you took initiative. The fact that you okay, Mark created a what, what is it that you created? What would you call it? You go on, tell me, tell us what <laughs> what shaping progress is. So right now it's a uh, it's just a website and uh, it's going to be a Discord and a YouTube channel and stuff. But um, hopefully, it's um, the goal is to have it become like an association, like a uh, like a club or something you can go to. Um, and I was kind of thinking it'd be like uh, I realized there's there's Bible studies everywhere, right. but there's no like Bible study for trying to right. be like a decent political wow politically minded person. So. You're incredible. Yeah. Right. Right. No, this is yeah. it's a great idea because you're creating uh, a community. It's not just cuz you have a show. You you part of mm -hmm. this community that you're creating is um you you're doing a live stream. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, and totally. Yes. So yes. with the goal of creating sort of like meetups in person, right? Mm -hmm. Where yes, exactly. This yeah. is like a fabulous idea. Like in parks or coffee shops or whatever, but yeah. It's amazing. And um, no, I mean, I just love that, that you took that initiative and said, because some people just think about things and there are others who actually put them in action. Yeah. For example, I oh. mean, you, for example, and like, for example, Thomas Reynolds from FYI Nation, he's somebody mm -hmm. else who said, oh, this is something that uh, uh, this is a need that, need, you know, we need more liberal media. And he, he made mm -hmm. a liberal 
network. So that you know, we'll talk to Thomas a little later. But yes, as, but your um, thinking progress uh, or shape, excuse me, shaping progress is um, as you your your uh, you wrote an association and information network for progressives mm-hmm. and a new podcast the shaping progress show all the links are in the description and i will include them in whether you're on Pro- uh, progressive voices on soundcloud on awesome. wherever else you will find these links yes and so tell me more so how are you going to reach other people yeah, so I mean, I I already know uh, a few people who are interested like in my area and stuff, and then obviously there will be people like you guys, like yeah. uh, people in the chat, and um, other people I know like across the country who I think might be interested in um, getting involved and stuff. But I'm also planning on going to like going to Reddit and going to other forums and stuff, and then like going into the comments and basically just self-promoting at least that part or telling people that it, there's a membership place that they can go sign up and stuff. Um, yeah, but that, and then I'm going to, I'm going to have to do like some ads and some stuff like that too. Right. No, cause yeah. the other thing you could do is it's great that it's local. So mm-hmm. your start, you have this local thing, but you could also do zoom meetings and exactly. Yeah. yeah. For the, so there'll be some events that'll be like, across the country and on zoom and that kind of thing. But yeah, that'll be a blend. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's also, this is a great way. I mean, this is how we win too, Mm -hmm. because we, when we stick together, we win. Yes. And we Mm -hmm. build this community of, and it's a support group as well. Yeah. I could bounce ideas and do things to actually Mm -hmm. do, because that's the best remedy for despair. And I need to take my own, um, my own advice and i know this i know this you know you know you know but then (laughs) doing is another thing but Mm -hmm. when you help i mean there are spiritual laws of the universe just like there are laws of physics right Mm -hmm. water always freezes at 32 degrees and for example you can't help uh you can't love someone until you love yourself that kind of thing that's a spiritual Mm -hmm. law of the universe but another spiritual law of the universe is when you help someone, you help yourself. And mm-hmm. it's because we're all connected. And the other thing, it's, it's, it's biology, it's science. When you give something to someone, your brain, you know, we have these chemicals, the oxytocin chemical, mm-hmm. that, that chemical, which you get from, it's a bonding chemical, right? So that's mm-hmm. what makes you feel in love and connected. What, that's what happens when a mother is nursing her baby, the baby and the mother, the oxytocin is going crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you give something, you get the same chemical reaction in your brain as you do if you receive something so that makes sense yes and it's that always fascinated me but it also just it um it proves what we say Mm -hmm. you know we stick together we win and Mm -hmm. it's uh that's the spiritual law of the universe Mm -hmm. we help each other if someone is hurting sick and hungry we're all that way hold on we'll be right back 
So we're here with Mark Middlestadt, a, a an American patriot, a young person who is an incredible young man that's keeping me, uh, that actually gives me hope because he Thank created you. an amazing foundation, well, it's not a foundation, it's a, a, a uh, an organization called Shaping Progress. And um, all the links are in the chat. You want to join his live stream, click like his, um, his videos, as well as subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when it's going live. But it's, this is another thing that, I mean, there are so many people that I feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. And this, what you're doing to, to get people together and to um, build this community, I mean, mm-hmm. it could help in so many ways that, you know, on a personal and also the personal is actually the, uh, you know, you, it's when we fix ourselves, we fix, you know, the world. So, oh, yeah, the collective and the personal are totally intertwined for right. sure. I mean, all of these collective problems we're having are the result of individuals, actions and thoughts and everything for sure. Mm. And uh, if I could also add one thing. um what you were saying about giving, getting ideas and stuff, I heard one time um, that the one of the uh, one of the interesting things about ideas uh, being more important than money is that money, if you have a dollar and another person has a dollar, and you both get together and you want to give each other your dollars, you both end up with one dollar at the end of the day. Mm. But if if you have two thoughts and each of you come together with your thoughts, each of you end up with two thoughts of the day. So it's multiplies you know right right so Mm. have you so you're having a meeting it's it's, your first meeting is coming up am i am i right about that it was it was going to be today and then i moved it today because the air quality is so Mm. awful in portland uh and it was going to be out at a park and i was kind of hoping it would clear up by today but um yeah it's still there's smog everywhere yesterday and the day before it looked like it looked like maybe right. maybe normal for downtown LA or something but mm. so you're you're meeting in parks and whatnot mm-hmm. or oh yeah yep. because and, of covid i guess yeah and i think we're going to use the the high center a little bit as well too um but uh yes maybe some community centers and stuff around town but mm-hmm. that's amazing so do have you who do you know um who's coming to these meetings have, do you have to register yeah. how do you how do you exactly, find yeah. you and your organization so yeah, there there's gonna be a membership. Well, I mean there already is. So you right. can go to um, jointshapingprogress.org/today. Okay. And I'm gonna change that in a second. But uh, and then uh, that should take you to the membership screen. And then you fill out a form and sign up. And then someone contacts you and tells you you've signed up. And then from there you're able to go to the events and stuff. But we wait and give out the locations and stuff like mm-hmm. the day of right. and the day before. Yeah. Wow. Is it just you doing this or, um, or do you have help? Basically all of the planning. Yeah. But the execution I have, I have like four or five people who are helping me with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I, some moral support. You know? Right. <laughs> and do you have, how many members do you have so far? So uh, right now we have 
we have nine members so far, but so not very much. Uh, we've only that's, got like 20 views on that's YouTube how you, and stuff too. That's but how exactly. you begin. That's, don't get discouraged, really. Yeah, and Haiku left me a comment. I saw Haiku's comment. Uh, it said a uh, giant sequoia grows from a tiny seed. So mm -hmm. uh, keeping that in mind. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that. And mm -hmm. that's all I can say. I mean, I remember when I first did, I started Republican Dirty Tricks back then. It, mm -hmm. Now, you know, it's defunct, but... I started the Facebook page, and I remember when I had like 500 Facebook followers on on, on for Republican Dirty Tricks. I was like, wow! And then, yeah. it, then you know, a few years later, it was like up to 150,000. So mm -hmm. you just never give up. I mean, that's the that's the key, and never yes. stop. I mean, it really is the key to life. You never stop, never give up, no matter what. Who cares? Mm. You know, you will you will stumble, you will have setbacks. But you know that, I mean, what you're doing is, is necessary, too. And it's yeah. a passion as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's got to be consistent and um, it's got to be all out. You know, it's right. got to be an all out thing, yeah. Right. So let me ask, um, what is it like? This is the thing. What is it like mm -hmm. being a 19-year-old American? It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty stressful, I'll say. Mm. Um, it's it's very i would say one of the biggest things i notice all the time is um between my friends who are like politically minded and know what they're talking about and the people who don't both of them um everyone is trying to figure it out and no one at my age knows like 95 percent of what's going on right. so everyone's kind of just going through it and going with the flow which mm, mm, mm. concerns a lot of my generation for sure that's definitely a driving problem for us right right i mean because you're yeah. you're being handed a world on fire um mm. in addition to all the other problems that we face just right here in the united states you know, yeah we, it's i mean there are global issues that affect us of course but mm -hmm. it's it's so sometimes it, for me I feel overwhelmed by it. But mm -hmm. being someone who's nineteen, God. <laughs> I I uh, I'll also say one thing that I do notice um, is almost everyone in my age group. Um, I don't think they get that they're missing a lot of the meaning. So like we're always talking about important topics like war or um, mm. starvation or any of those things, but most of them have not stopped for longer than 30 seconds when they learned what the word was to really think about the meaning mm. or like when they read the news and stuff as well. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. There's a disconnect for sure. Well, it's just incredible. I mean, you're, you weren't even born on September 11th, 2001, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. you're, that's incredible to me because yeah, I just think, I, wow. I like watched I remember uh, the first like I don't remember what year it would have been or what age I would have been but I remember uh, the first time I ever learned what 9 11 mm. was and I was like how is this even possible you know everything up until that point sounded pretty crazy but uh, the, the people were just flying planes into buildings right. and then you know so what what happened when did you learn about that? I was really young. Um, I remember hearing my 
family is uh my family's always been pretty christian so um i remember hearing it on one of the christian radio stations on september 11th and i was like what is that and so uh mm. my mom had recorded she had dvr'd a uh it was like on tivo or something i don't know uh she had dvr'd um a documentary about it and i went went and watched that with her wow. and uh yeah that was craziness i yeah that was like one of the first times i thought about like suicide as well because i was seeing people jump and stuff oh, wow. And so, yeah. wow what a trauma in general being an american youth is uh you're you're su all of us are suffering from ptsd but oh yeah especially now young people mm -hmm. in this country the school shootings growing mm -hmm. up post in a post 9-11 world Mm -hmm. School shootings, the um, everything, corporate media, addiction, yeah, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So what? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, so many. In, it seems insurmountable problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the thing I find super interesting is all of the problems, um, the way that they come up, at least for people, or the way people in my generation interact with them. Um, I think they are looking at them at an angle that makes it seem like they're all they're all oriented away from solutions so mm, mm. most people my age for instance have it's it's interesting to me because the other day i read that uh people 18 to 35 year olds it's actually a 51 percent disapproval rate for capitalism so i was mm. really surprised about that but um i would say for like for um 14 to 20 or 22 year olds it's it's going to be very low it the uh there are a lot of people who really dislike socialism or progressivism um and really it's because it's yeah it's because they think those are the problems which wait you're you mean your your fellow youth think that mm -hmm. socialism is the problem mm. oh yes okay. yes and uh, a lot of them do they even the know right... <laughs> what that what it is i know yeah exactly no they don't and a lot of them especially the right wingers follow like oh god some of them some of them without knowing it but a lot of the right wingers follow uh, wait hold like, on hold on usa and all of those old conservative yeah hold on a second mark you're you're breaking up a little bit for some reason oh yeah I don't know why. All of a sudden, you just started breaking up really bad. But let's let's see. Let, maybe it'll clear it out. That. Maybe it'll just clear out. There's some, you know, this okay. is Skype. Skype does that. It's annoying. Yeah. But so I see. I was under the impression that this generation was the most progressive and um, less triggered by the word socialism. But clearly, obviously, mm. some people are listening to right wing media. Hold on a second. Here's the music. This is Tara Devlin. I'm talking to Mark Middlestad from Shaping Progress. We'll be right back. All right. We're back with Mark Middlestad, an amazing, well, the millennial correspondent of Tara Buster, the show, Tara yes. Buster. And um, I'm really fortunate and, and honored to have him on my show. And uh, talk about uh, Shaping Progress. And that itself... I mean, when I, I mean, when I was 19, what the hell was I doing? Uh, well, what was I doing? Well, drugs, uh, probably. <laughs> there, uh... Not much. No, I was. I mean, what was I doing? I wasn't. I was. 
I mean, I have a very complicated past, but we'll get into it another time. Anyway, this I will say besides <laughs> this, it's not much. This this and politics in general takes up a lot of time. Yes. Well, that's true. Well, I'm, I mean, you have to be see, I've always been like you in a way where when people tune out politics, I never I could never do that. It just seemed like why would I tune out politics? Politics is life politics is every it really is it make, makes the uh the trains run it makes it's the water you drink it's the the um the roads you drive on it's that's politics you know so um if you're not involved you're getting the short end of the stick and even when you are you might still get the short end but yeah. yes exactly but so i'm that's that's i'm curious to know about that so your how many young people so your your friends and your your peers how mm. how many cuz you live in portland so i always mm -hmm. assumed it was pretty progressive and well, well i guess I I live in, I say I live in Portland. I, I've, I grew up in like directly in Portland, but I, I technically, I live right next to a small suburb of Portland called Lake Oswego, mm -hmm. which is like 15 minutes away from downtown. And, um, it is like, it is, it used to have a really awful, uh, awful nickname because all of the people around here are known for being racist. Mm. Oh, so, wow. Um, yeah, so I and they're all very wealthy. So I went to uh, the high school here, and that's why we moved over here um, because I had gone to a private Christian school up until eighth grade. So um, when when I came to Lake Oswego or Elo as we call it, um, it I it was very different. Before that, in private school, I had not really encountered. I had encountered the concepts of like race and class and everything, but it, it was not as in my face mm. and the differences were not as clear. So, uh, I, and also I will say, uh, Portland is the whitest major city in the country. Mm. Mm. So, uh, already, and it's, it's definitely, it's very, uh, it, it's had a long history of redlining as well. Right. Uh, right. So it's, it's pretty segregated. Um, hmm. And so, you know, it, it's, it was weird because everything uh, that a progressively minded person might notice was there like to the max in the environment. And it was just like a process of noticing all of them, you know? Wow. Wow. Well, just the fact that you know what redlining is, I mean, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> For yeah, me, I mean, well, <laughs> it's not that many was young one of those people. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, that was one of those things that when I realized that there was even such a concept, mm. I was like, oh, this right. makes sense. Right. Of course, this is what's going on. So, right, right. Well, that's what happens when, as because when I was young, for example, you know, you have a certain, for me, let's say, you have a certain, um, uh, point of view anyway you know a more mm -hmm. compassionate point of view perhaps and I always had a lot of you know empathy or whatever if always feeling too much sometimes I would think I wish I could not feel as much but and yeah. so when you start to see the 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 system and you know also you start knowing what could be 
or mm-hmm. thinking when you, especially here in the United States, because in our founding documents, they really are, a, it's, a, it's the promises of a more perfect union, the promoting the general welfare, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, all of those, especially when, as a child, being taught how great America is and all that, and then seeing the and reality God. of that. Right, right, right. God. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I wish there, I wish Jesus would get the hell back here already. Please. Or at least, really, or at least rapture those yeah. assholes on out of here, but, you know. Well, I think he's missing the mark. He's he's off a couple years right. at this point. I mean, front, really, come on already. Yeah. What's it going to take to get his ass back here? Really? Mm, seriously, <laughs> you'd think this isn't I'm, good uh, enough. Apparently, this is this is right. right. We need more, uh, you know, uh, code red, <laughs> code red for the environment. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you're just an incredible person, and um, I'm very fortunate. Well, we're all see. We're glad you're on our side. River 44 in the chat is saying, glad he's progressive. It's true, because you're, yes. you're smart as a whip, and, you're, and you're, you have uh, initiative, too. And I, yes. I, the other thing, I think, for your group, when, when you get together, what are you, you going to do when you get together? Yes, yeah, so um, there's going to be lots of things we're going to be doing, but one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately has been... Uh, calling different offices Mm -hmm. people or companies and stuff so that's going to be one thing um looking talking about having conversations about all the different topics is going to be one thing um and like sharing what organizations like depending i mean obviously it's only starting in portland but depending on what city you're on and stuff in and stuff uh what organizations around you can support Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and like going and protesting together. So yeah, no, lots that's of great. Stuff. I mean, you could also. I'm just thinking out loud mm-hmm. here. Like, you could also call your local representative, mm-hmm. and this is another way to get people to join your group. You could mm-hmm. organize a town hall or some kind of even a Zoom mm-hmm. town hall, saying with our local rep. They that's yeah. what they're there for. And yeah. maybe even they, I don't know, who's your rep? Do you do you know who your rep is? Yeah, my, my representative is Earl Blumenauer, I think. Is, sure. um, so they're a Dem, I don't know this, but yes, Blumenauer, yeah, right. So, yeah. and um, that's what you could do. You could also invite even um, other progressive organizations to do mm-hmm. little speeches about how you, how you phone bank, how you how Mm -hmm. you uh, knock on doors, how you, you know, just sort of like community organizing. Yeah. We have a, we have a couple groups actually that I've, I've talked talked to a couple different people or involved with different groups and yeah, I'm excited about that. That's awesome. And when is your first meeting? When, so you, you were going to have it today. Did you Mm -hmm. reschedule? I haven't, I haven't picked a day to reschedule to next week. I have to pick, I have to check with some people, but it'll be this week. So when, if people want to, Join right now. They mm-hmm. where do they go again? It's uh, joinshapingprogress.org slash okay. today. Okay, okay. And I'll um, you send me that because I have a. You got I it. put your yeah. links that you sent me. I put them in the cool. description, but I'll add this one to it. And Sweet. no, because this this is one step 
at a time. Do they necessarily have to be in Portland to be in no, your group? No, no. Exactly. And uh, you can sign up in with the intention of starting one in your city. So right. it's like, right. yes. I see big thanks for you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not just the Tower Buster show. I mean, no, I know I... this is like a dream come true, but... Oh, yes. This is a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. You poor bastard. Uh. <laughs> well all right well let's let's reconvene and i'm sure we, we we will continue to talk as your group uh continues to grow and Got let it. me know in any way how we can help how the how the community can help how the thank you so much can... for your support oh of yeah. course please you're the hope of this country what what are we gonna do I feel and so you, bad. You I feel so bad that, you know, I'm so old and like, no, not that old. I mean, I keep no. saying I'm old. I'm old. I'm not. True. I mean, it's all relative. You're young. I mean, I could be your mother, but that's okay. No. You, I am no. your mother in some ways. So There are some, there are some people <laughs> who are old, but you're definitely not old. Yeah, it's old, just sort but... of like, eight. it's like Mike Malloy. He's, he's not old. He's never been old, even though he's mm -hmm. got a lot of years under his belt. He's just not... Mm -hmm. I never see him as old. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I doubt I doubt I ever will. Uh... Yeah. Because, hey, um, this is what keeps you young. It really does. I guess being, yes. uh, I don't know. Being I... a nice, uh, being a decent person. That's right. craziness. Well, that's, isn't that all, what it's about? Oh, my God. I don't know. Some, some people say I'm not nice to, well, Republicans, but it's, it's not that I'm not nice. I just want, I want them... I want them to better themselves, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, come on. And, and they don't, they're not thinking about how it was the breath before that, where they were advocating for policies that right. certainly weren't nice. So it's unbelievable. All right. All mm -hmm. right. Mark, Mark, you're All the right. best. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you <laughs> All later. right. I'll, I'll see everybody in the chat. Here yes. In a Mark will be in the chat room. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you guys. All right. I'll see you later. See you later. Bye bye, everybody. You got to hang up, Mark. Not me. Okay, sorry. All right. <laughs> that was Mark Middlestead, our millennial correspondent. All right, let me get the camera back. Why? And I just went blurry. That's all right. I look better that way. We know it's on a sensor. It gets blurry whenever I look like crap or something. I don't know. It just. It, uh, it sees what I look like. I'm trying to fix it. All right, everybody, calm down, calm down. Let me see. What am I doing? Webcam settings. Why is it doing this? Okay, it doesn't really matter. We can keep talking. Speaking of um, decent or not being a nice person, I'm, I'm not sure which, let's see, what do we want to talk about? Let's talk about, see, the thing I wanted to talk about was um, this Laura Ingram clip with this bar rescue guy let's play that because it kind of fits into what we were what mark and i were just talking about about being a decent person now let's let's watch this C compassionate conservatism i've never heard I, I we keep hearing all about compassionate conservatism but i've never yet witnessed it myself let me let me see well what do you think maybe is this could this be compassionate because i guess they they might 
They might disagree with me, but I don't think this is very compassionate. It's a massive change in attitude, Laura. They're so they're talking about um, poor people. Look at the look at the lower third. The left is chipping away at the American work ethic. Now, what Laura Ingram, this millionaire mouthpiece for um, a prop for for Rupert Murdoch's propaganda channel. Rupert Murdoch, a disgusting old, talk about, he's old, that's for sure. A dis- not that being old makes you disgusting, not at all. He, but he is, he's, he's just ugly from the inside out. I can't think of, besides Twitler, I mean, it's all connected, but someone who has harmed the earth as much as Rupert Murdoch. So this millionaire wo- woman and this bar rescue dude. Yeah, um, let's listen to them talk about the American work ethic. Trying to balance, and this is their words, not mine. They're trying to balance quality of life and work. But, you know, I think to us, Laura, we worked hard to earn that quality of life. You son I of a bitch. I think that's a lot of the shift is they're moving the quality of life to today before they've earned it rather than after they've oh earned my it. god it's a powerful shift and if i can just speak economics for a second and i'm not an economic professor if you get eight hundred dollars a week unemployment benefits and you live with a partner who also is getting eight hundred dollars a week unemployment first of all we know it's not eight hundred anyway they cut the enhanced unemployment but listen to this if you get $800 a week unemployment, you put it right back into the economy. But these millionaires have a problem with that. These cushy-ass millionaires who, um, you know what? No one works harder than the poor. That's the truth. And not like these fuckers. Excuse my language, YouTube. Benefits. Sixteen hundred a week, Laura. Eighty-three thousand dollars a year for that household. Look at his bulging eyes. The median income in America is only sixty-three thousand. We're incentivizing people to stay home. What if we gave that additional unemployment benefits to employers to incentivize people to go to work? Well, what what if we just cut off the unemployment? I mean, hunger is a pretty powerful thing. I don't mean physical hunger wow. people who truly in, are in need need help i'm talking oh about yes see there's your compassionate conservatism i'm talking about people need help but you see that's this is exactly what they did with george floyd they were like oh it's terrible to have a knee when someone puts a knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes isn't that horrible and nobody likes that, but, 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 but. Oh, yes, I'm not talking about people who need help. I'm just talking about these millions of Americans are just a bunch of lazy takers hanging out in the, in the social safety net hammock. That's what they think, these pricks. Horrible people. This is not, there's nothing compassionate. It's also completely wrong when you give when unemployment um when you give whatever what well we know the statistics are a dollar every dollar in public assistance returns a dollar 60 in economic stimulus and these 
right-wingers, just in general, the right-wing, are they think the biggest problem is that, well, in, as, in regard to the working class, in regard to the economy, right, that the Republicans, the conservatives, believe that the biggest problem is that working people, a, a category known as the working poor, that they have it too good. That's what they think. They're, they're just too lazy. They're too much hanging out and waiting for somebody to feed them grapes. We live in a country where we, we just read an article the other day the, on the show during the week how CEO pay has risen over 1,000%. In, in a pandemic, while the American people are hanging by a thread and um, the conservatives believe that you have it too good. Work, but refuse to work. But the government is, is literally putting anvils in many ways on people's shoulders, either through the mandates, regulations, and now through free money, which obviously we're all going to, the piper eventually has to be paid. Bullshit. The piper has to be paid. Here we go again. The calls about um, the deficit. Now, you hear, you're hearing them, as I am. Have you heard? Did you hear during, during Twitler's so-called presidency, despite receiving fewer votes? I never heard a damn thing about the deficit, just like I never heard during that time uh, about bipartisanship. That's another thing that only comes up whenever a Democrat is in office. And trust me, you know it, I know it, they're, they're working on it. They're working on it so there will never be a Democrat in any, any way in a position of power. Oh, there'll be Democrats in office. Just like in the authoritarian governments around the world, they have a, um, an opposition to give the appearance that there's uh, legitimate elections. There's a small and vocal opposition. What was that? In, uh, in Turkey. No, 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 no. Excuse me. In Hungary. That's what we were reading about. Um, when, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson's pal, um, where they, when he did his show from this anti-democratic authoritarian state. I mean, this is right wing. This is what the right wing want to do here. And all right, let's just continue with this. John, John, I want to ask you, though, about this this idea of work life balance, because, look, no one wants to miss their kids growing up. No one wants to. Oh, you yes. Know, you stay in the office your whole life. You, you, you never see your ch family. So there's I your compassionate conservatism. Throw away. See, setting it up. No one wants to miss your children grow up, except. That's really important. However. Have we taken that a step too far really? when you think of, well, a lot of the millennials talking about, well, I need time for self-care. I don't know why I'm harping on that tonight, but the whole self-care movement is a little, I mean, my mother is not with us anymore, but she worked from the time she was 12 during the Depression. If she heard the self-care thing, I think her head would explode. Oh, self-care as if Laura Ingram knows nothing about self-care. Her pampered, quaffed, and uh, groomed within an inch of her life, Laura Ingram knows nothing about self-care. It's unbelievable. You see, 
it's proving me correct again. This is what Republicans are. This is what they want. They, they want the American people nice and desperate. They hate the American people. You understand? Listen to the vile, the venom slipping from their mouth. They hate the working people. Well, they want you to be nice and poor and, and compliant and subservient and don't rise up and pester your betters for a government that works for everyone. You see, they want you to be nice and desperate and shut your mouth and await your reward and have it go to church and pray to the giant sky man that you can get a mansion when you're dead. But meanwhile, Laura Ingram and this green grinning ghoul, look at that face, kicking down on people as if, as if people aren't, don't have um, enough boots on their necks, enough boots in their asses. Being poor in the United States is, um, is a very tough job. Not all, well, all over the world, these, but especially here. There's a, an especial, a special level of venom heaped on people not born on third base thinking they hit a triple. I'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin. <clears throat> Ew, look at that guy's face. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I think that's right. Oh, I have cool. a friend in the military. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. It's getting to the crescendo, but let's just repeat what she said. What did she say? Oh, my mother um, grew up in the Depression. Self care. If she heard self care. Well, she grew up in the Republican Great Depression, the first one in this, cen- well, the last century. Now we're, we almost had a third Republican Great Depression, if not four the um, social safety net, the unemployment benefits, the socialist security that Republicans, conservatives, have always opposed. This is, these people are uh, vile. This is, you understand, you cannot call yourself a patriot and hate the majority of people in your country. And that's what they they are. This is what Republicans are. They hate the working class. I, and I have to ask, you know, she's going on about self-care. What the F is the meaning of life? B. B. I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to curse. What's the meaning of life? I mean, it really comes down to that. What is the meaning of life? This is what we were talking about with Mark. There are spiritual laws of the universe. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. You can't help somebody unless you can help you, until you help yourself, right? Self-care, it's part of being human. And that's why Republicans are on the wrong side of humanity. The wrong side. They're not humane. I mean, because here's the thing. They, they take advantage of so much self-care. I mean, we're dying here. We're being smothered by their self-care, by the likes of Laura Ingram. Her self-care is choking the life out of us, out of the working class. Because then she gets, after she comes from her self-care, 
and you know it then she goes on her millionaire her billionaire funded um millionaire mouthpiece network to kick down on people who um are just trying to get through the damn day and th- nobody, um, you know, who put them on the unemployment rolls. You see, here's the thing. The Republicans, conservatives, there are the wrong things to there's There's policy, right? Everything's a choice. Everything is a policy choice. This is like we were saying, as uh, Mark and I were discussing, everything is a choice. Politics is everything, it is the food we eat. It's the roads we drive upon. So they don't like people on unemployment. They're the ones who sent them there. They didn't have to put people on, on, on the unemployment rolls. All they had to do was do what, the, what other countries did and take up the payroll. That's what happened in England. 80% of the payroll were picked up by the government. Boom. You didn't lose your job. But you got your salary, uh, a a large chunk of it, and your job then was to stay home and not spread the coronavirus. Well, the Republicans can't live up to that either. That's too much work for them too. So not they they set the whole table. And now they have to uh, have to criticize people from for uh, eating from the table that they made for them. Oh, it's too much. That's and of course he's exaggerating. Of course, eight hundred dollars a week, and if eight hundred dollars a week is making your life substantially better uh, is making the American working class is lifting people out of poverty then well that's a problem with capitalism the fact is the rich have gotten richer there's enough to pay people that to make up the wages that's all you got to do pay people living wages The consequence of sending people onto the unemployment rolls and then enhancing unemployment benefits is that um, some workers see that it doesn't have to be that way. They don't have to, you know, they, they don't have to survive on crumbs. And she's going on about the deficit again, the, oh, the bill's gonna come due. The bill is would have come due if you didn't give people a um a lifeline what kind of bill comes due that you see that everything republicans touch everything conservatives touch turns to crap it does everything everything they put their greedy fingers around and the economy that's the, the same exactly another example but the fact is they like it that way. It's in the conservative worldview. It's supposed to be that way. You're supposed to struggle, and 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 be to the you know on the balls of your ass, desperate. And that's when they can really uh, you know exploit you. What's this guy's name? Oh yeah, his name is John Taffer the host of the reality show Bar Rescue. 
Here we go. Here, 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 here. Let's listen. Have we taken that a step too far when you think self-care well, is a step a lot too of the millennials far? Talking about, oh, I need time for self-care. I don't know why I'm harping on that tonight, but Shut the whole self-care movement is a little. I mean, my mother is not with us anymore, oh but she God. worked by the time she was 12 during the depression. Yes. She heard the self-care. Yes, thing, I think yes, yes, yes. See, this is another thing about all of the Republicans. They all long for the good old days. Back in the day, my mother did this. My mother, my father worked in the coal mine. My father raised kids and bought a house on under progressive policy oh, she worked through the great depression was well, after the great the republican great depression when fdr democratic policies built the middle class that's the that's the time you're all longing for right but you're not longing for the 90 percent top marginal tax rate are you no they just long for this mythical past but that's also an aspect of fascism you know that's one of the thing that is really one of the ingredients in fascism hearkening to this mythical glory days when everybody knew their place when when only when only rich white bitches could concern themselves with self-care and everybody else was too busy dying in the coal mine Oh, my God. You know, during the first Gilded Age, where, before there were any labor laws, I mean, people worked seven days a week. They worked 16-hour days. And, and you could read the tales of the people who worked in the... Um, and what's his name? Carnegie? Carnegie... Was that the steel mill? Carnegie Steel... Yeah, that's it. I was right. See, I got a lot of things flying around in my head. Sometimes they get crossed. The wires get crossed. But no, when, um, what's, Andrew Carnegie, yeah. He, well, he, he was one of these, um, philanthropists, of course. But working in the Carnegie steel mill was a death sentence for most people. And the... Uh, life expectancy for Carnegie Steel workers were like was like 45 years old. I'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin. All right, we're back. Unapologetic liberal talk. And um, so Carnegie, I, I remember, what was I reading or something about? And um, it was some story about... Uh, life in one of the steel mills during the first gilded age and it was it's just horrific people of course they had to live in these company dorms and work it was such a dangerous job there were no standards though there are no regulations and when you were done for the day you could be you could be working 16 hour days all you did was go back to sleep that's it that's all you could do was sleep and go to work, sleep and go to work. And that's why, on top of everything else, all of the other dangers, the life expectancy was so low in the steel mills. And then Carnegie, um, he, uh, during the first Gilded Age, people would say, isn't this wrong? Um, you're making all this money and your workers aren't 
sharing, getting a fair share of the profit that their labor makes possible. And Carnegie, um, I, I'm just paraphrasing, but he said that uh, it was supposed to be that way. It was best that way because he knew better how to spend everyone's money, right? Isn't this what the Republicans complain about government? We tax, tax the government, they pay in their taxes, then government spends money. Well, the, the difference between government spending money and Andrew fucking, Car excuse my language, Carnegie, is that Andrew, Andrew Carnegie um, wasn't uh, a, a elected. There's no, there, would, there was no way to, um, I don't know, petition Andrew Carnegie or change the government to change the representative or change, or, you know, in a democratic, so-called democratic republic. But I always found that typical, of course, Andrew Carr. Oh, I know how to spend. That's what I think of when I, when I see Carnegie Hall. I mean, I do. That's what I think of, Carnegie. But here's the thing with this country. We've, once again, we're living in the new, in the new Gilded Age. But for, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but doesn't it seem like a lot of Americans are cool with that? They think that this is normal, that it's okay, that CEOs are making 1,000 times, more than 1,000 times more than the lowest, oh, no, excuse me, not, it's 350 times the lowest paid worker, but their, their pay increased over 1,000%. And um, it seems like a lot of Americans are cool with that. They, they don't know any other way. They think... Be, and here's here's why the this is why this show and others like it are so important because the only reason many Americans think that it's um, it's good or it's uh, it's normal and this is the way it's supposed to be that the billionaires are as rich are uh, that the that the gap between rich and poor is so wide that upward mobility is the worst in all of the western democracies they they think that this is normal you know mark i'm i'm here to tell you it's not i mean mark is only 19 he's only known a life after reaganomics it's not it never it wasn't like this I lived in the aftermath of Reaganomics. I mean, my, my parents were direct beneficiaries of the New Deal. My father was a garbage man. He was able to raise a family, buy a house, live a decent middle-class life, and retire. And when he got sick with Alzheimer's, he was able to get the help that he needed because of Medicaid. And also... Um, you know, just have his whole life living a decent middle-class life. What kind of, uh, I mean, for example, now in, in New York, there's, uh, I know uh, there is, uh, coincidentally, the people living in my parents' old house, the, the, the husband is a sanitation worker, a New York sanitation worker, like my father was, but they can't, 
they rent the property. They don't buy it. They didn't buy it. My father and mother bought that hat. I mean, this is unheard of now. They, for, I mean, for a garbage man, a lot of Americans can't afford the American dream. I mean, that's, isn't that what it is? The American dream, you, you can have a decent middle-class life and your children will do better than, than you, uh, you know, then the next generation will continuously do better. Well, it only does better. It does better by design. It's not because, like, these two grinning ghouls, ghosts of the Gilded Age, these two f- freaks, it's, it doesn't do... Uh, it's not because, like, all of the sudden, the American people did, forgot how to work. I mean, you see how much they hate the working class? They hate the work. They hate us. They hate... I mean, the trump the Republican, the people who vote Republican are, they're dupes, frankly. If you're a worker and you vote for a, for a Republican, I'm sorry, buddy, you're a sucker. They hate your guts. I don't hate you. I mean, you're annoying, you're tedious, but I want you to have health care, okay? I want you to have r- retirement you know, um, so you can get some self-friggin' care. I love these these right-wingers. You know, always, I mean, just think about the um, the Republican convention. Well, the last time it was the trump and Z parade, but one of the Republicans' convention when uh, Chris Christie spoke, when was that? I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But they, they, I remember at the time remarking how they all got on there and, and told tales about their parents who worked in the coal mine and did only, you know, worked in um, raising the family, working uh, the American dream only because of the New Deal. Oh, your, your, your daddy was able to raise you in a coal mine. <laughs> well, maybe not raise you in a, in a coal mine. That would be a bad place to raise a child in a coal mine. <laughs> be very hard to keep them clean. My God, bath time in the coal mine. But I mean, all right, all right. Let's let's continue. Let me play the uh, the rest of this clip because it's the, it's the crescendo of disgusting. <laughs> listen you know, to I the think that's right. I have a laughing. friend in the military who trains military. Hey, don't tell me what happened here. Hold on a second. I... It just stopped playing. Hold on. To work, that then we're providing. All right, here. It got stuck. Dog is an obedient dog. Wait, wait. Let me rewind it. I'm sorry. Anymore, but she worked from the time she was 12 during yeah. the depression. If she heard the self-care thing, I think her head would explode. What a bitch. You know, I think that's Your right. Oh, I have school. a friend in the military who trains military oh, dogs, Laura, and they only feed a military dog at night because a hungry dog is an obedient dog. Well, if we're not causing people to be hungry to work, that, then we're providing them with all the meals they need sitting at home. Uh, can you believe that? I, I, what, a, what words can describe that? The banality of evil. 
That's that. There you go. A hungry dog is an obedient dog. Oh, but Laura Ingram said, I'm not saying that people who aren't hungry, who are hungry shouldn't eat, you know. <laughs> but here, that's my compassionate conservative throwback. I, I had to say it to cover the disgustingness of what's coming next. Wow, how much longer are we going to take it? Really? I mean, when I see something like this, I think of the, not just the banality of evil, but the hubris of evil. These people, um, if they think something like that, they should have, they should think twice about expressing such a disgusting view. But now, just like the racists are all flying around um, with their tiki torches, screaming about Jews will not replace them, they feel emboldened to do that. Same thing. These ghosts of the Gilded Age, are, they're flying out of the belfry with the old tropes against the poor. We hear it all the time. Dirty, d uh, lazy. It's not just poor. We're talking about working people, uh, working poor. I mean, there is no more vile term than working poor in a, in a democracy, if this is a functioning democracy. You think they got working poor in, in, in uh, Sweden? No. I'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin from Tara Buster. Unapologetic liberal talk. All right, hold on a second. We're going to get Thomas Reynolds in here. Let me see. So many buttons. Let's see. Are you there? Okay, let me see. How do I have to? Oh, yes, he's got a call. Call. That's right. Hold on, guys. You see what I'm saying? This is a good chance to go over to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to give to become a patron. Why not? All right. And in the meantime, while I see you guys, thank you. Of course, thank you, Richard W. for jumping right out of the gate with the super chat. Another great show, Tara. The show wasn't even on on the air 30 seconds and i thank you richard jd thank you for your super chat and jim of course thank you jim for your super chat and thank you errol for your super chat and stephen lee thank you so much for your super chat more than one republican grift with gilead stock oh that's right the stock the pharmaceuticals Yes, yes, yes. That was another thing I thought we would talk about. We'll see if we get to it. With, with Rand Paul, um, did, what was he doing? Yeah, he bought stock. He, they were being briefed. Congress was being briefed on the coronavirus. The American people weren't aware, as Congress was. They get all the briefings. And... Um, he and his uh, self-serving wife, well, his wife, bought stock in a company that, that 
benefits from people getting sick because it's the one that they the uh, what's it called those uh anti monoclonal whatever the hell antibodies so um all the while Rand paul is out there telling people denying that covid is a problem telling people not to wear masks telling people to resist the tyranny of uh, getting a vaccine because more sick people makes more ren- whatever the hell uh, anti they, they're gonna need those mono whatever antibodies that Rand Paul is benefiting from I mean how freaking evil and then they're like oh uh, he made a mistake he didn't hit send he filled out the form but he forgot to hit send well guess what you can find out if that's actually true, and I hope they do. They find because it's an electronic form. And right, exactly. Haiku on the chat says she bought a stock for the hoax. Exactly. Why was she buy? She should have been buying like a Halloween costume instead, or something. Because it's a hoax. Why are you buying stock in a in a company that is going to cure a hoax? Why don't you just Buy, buy, not buy something. I don't know. Buy something that doesn't make you look like a grifter. And yeah, that's what happened. So uh, that's how vile they are. Why are Congress people allowed to trade stocks? It's just corruption. Everywhere we look, there's legal corruption built into the system. And I wonder why, because they write the laws. Money in politics is the root of all evil. And then these, the, uh, these masses of the universe write the laws to keep themselves rich and powerful. It's disgusting. And thank you, Pookie's Mama Irene. Thank you, Tara, for keeping the truth moving every Saturday evening. Thank you. You know, it's so weird. Your, your super chat didn't show up in the list of super chats. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I guess YouTube heard me there. All right. Um, let me see. Where's Thomas? Thomas, call in. If you let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, so many buttons to push. So many buttons to push. Do you want me to call on Skype? Um, I thought you were calling. No, you don't have no. You don't have to call on Skype. I don't fucking know. I mean, maybe we could have done it that way. But you made me set up the the call-in studio. Oh wait a minute, actually. Let me see. No, no. Actually, you know what? You have to call in on Skype. Call on Skype. Call on. Because the call-in studio just goddamn crashed. Can you believe this crap? That's why I say become a patron. Call on Skype. Call on Skype. All right, Thomas. Say become a patron. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Wait, wait, wait. I hear you. All right, Thomas. Now it's become echoing. Why am I hearing two? Hello, hello. Become, 
because I I accidentally had you on. Oh, I, I see. Made, I did an amateur hour mistake, and I know better, right? Yes, <laughs> you run your own radio station, so yes, you should know. <laughs> you should know these but, minor uh, details. Yeah, I, I, just minor details. Thank you for having me on. Yes, this is, well, for you. everyone who's listening, Thomas is not on. Uh, he doesn't want the video on. Okay, we got it. Thanks. It's okay. Um, this is Thomas Reynolds. We're talking to Thomas Reynolds from F FYI Nation, and yes. which is a liberal radio station. So, because we were just playing the um, obedient as a dog, we don't feed people. We, if you, you know, we, where these um, these millionaire mouthpieces are um, kicking down on working people, saying that they need to be um, turned in, you know, hungry. Otherwise, they're not motivated. You got to kick down on them, and uh, it's it's just another trope, like what you were you wanted to talk about which is the republicans saying how the um that that those who are presenting themselves at the border seeking asylum and people who are being led into the country are carrying the coronavirus and this is why it's so out of control in these red states is yes right? no they're making it a, absolutely they're making a big thing out of it right now and it's it's sad i did an, an opinion piece basically pointing out the facts that these people these migrants are fleeing poverty and war-torn countries that we we did what russia is accused of doing to us we did messed with their financial situation and economy means mm -hmm. and everything else and they're fleeing now and they are being tested the government agencies are testing them this whole uh nonsense about not being tested is a lie right and, and it's just like the big lie they have to they cannot actually tell the truth because then their narrative falls apart right. they need people to be afraid they can't actually be afraid of the virus so they act as if these diseased people mm. are coming over to come and bring it to them which right. is ridiculous right. because if they gave it if they gave half a damn about people being uh with this, they'd support Medicare for all. Right. They'd support at bare minimum masking people. Mm -hmm. I've seen photos after photos of immigrants, migrants coming through on Fox News, mm. masked. They right. are more masked than you are at a Trump rally. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, well, it doesn't matter. Truth has a liberal bias. And, uh, for example, what did I see today? You're saying you're talking about the lies. They just, they just lie. lie. And without, I mean, without shame. I saw something on, what's his name? Dan Crenshaw was saying that he, um, what did he say? That the Trump tax scam, which he called tax cuts, made the, uh, re, um, what did it do? It, it, uh, the, the, it took, what did he, I'm trying to remember how he said it. Um, it, it benefited the rich. This is what he was saying. But it also benefited the poor at a higher rate. That's what he said, that the poor received a higher rate benefit of, from the Trump tax cuts than, uh, than the rich. And, and that is just a plain old fib. It's not the truth. 
the Trump tax giveaways did not benefit the poor. And that wasn't even on the table. It wasn't a consideration. The poor are never a consideration. So he, he just lied. Outright lies. That's all they do. That's all they can do. Hold on a second, Thomas. This is Tara Devlin. We are. We were talking to Thomas Reynolds on F, from FYINation.com and Mark Middlestat from Shaping Progress. Please check out the links in the description. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And we will win because of those things. We, 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 the people, we stick together. We win. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Keep the liberal media going and growing. And I'll see you soon. Right. Not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, we're back. That was the end of the Progressive Voices show. I should have got you on earlier. I'm sorry, Thomas. It's okay. I, I kind I, of I, forgot about that, to tell you the truth. Well, go ahead. It's okay. Sorry. I mean, yeah. you got in there a little bit for because it'll be on Progressive Voices. Yeah. And uh, we, we, you know, we'll have you on again. Don't worry about it. But. Yeah, oh, I know. Go ahead. So what were you saying? Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yes. I was saying that, yeah, they're just evil. Um, the lies keep coming and it never stops. So how do you how do you battle a, a group of people that have no interest in the truth? It's just unreal. So it doesn't matter what the results of their policies are. They'll just lie about it. They'll just make it up. Oh, it benefited the poor. No, it didn't. And if it did... That would have been purely by accident. They're not shaping any policy to, you know, speaking of shaping progress, they're not shaping policies to benefit anybody who's not in the 1%. That's the bottom line. So there's no accidents in politics. That's another thing. There really aren't accidents. So when they say we didn't know, we could never have predicted, that's just complete and utter bullshit. It is. Just like what's going on in Afghanistan now. Everything that Republicans touch turns to shit. Yes. And anyway, go ahead. Uh, we, we can talk about that too, the Afghanistan, which I, I would like to, to tell you the truth. But Absolutely. Um, I Look, the, the, it goes back to, um, I, wrote an art, I, I wrote an article for Monday uh, about critical race theory, and it goes back actually into Afghanistan, mm -hmm. uh, where if you don't talk about the country having issues like um, racial in issues mm -hmm. inherently in the country, you're never going to be able to make America the shining city on the oh, hill. God, and gosh. it can't export freedom if you uh, deny the fact that people have been oppressed, whether it be by the slave master, whether it be by the police officer, whether it be by uh, the politician, mm -hmm. if you if you aren't willing to critically, oh my God, look at these things. Mm -hmm. How do you get to make America great again? You're right. never going to get, it's an impossible goal if you don't self-examine yourself. Of course. Right. And this is, right. I mean, you're singing my song because 
I always say that it, it, it's like being in recovery. You have to look at yourself. You have to take stock, take a searching and fearless moral inventory, get rid of what's not working, keep what's working and build on that. That's, that's what adults do. That's what people who want to succeed do. And I mean, as far as the, uh, what's going on in Afghanistan, people are like, oh, well, Joe Biden is pulling out as, uh, well, because this, this was Trump's policy to get out as, but, but I mean, I, I'm of two minds, of course, because obviously being in Afghanistan for 20 years, it clearly, when we, uh, the, we immediately pull out of there, and the Taliban is taking over the entire country. I mean, it's it's an abomination, and but it goes to show you that it's whatever we were doing that it didn't work. Training military personnel, it doesn't work. It never does. So, what I mean, we uh, my only concern really is for all the women there. I don't understand how the um, it, that's not I mean when, when when women are oppressed it's not considered a human rights issue it's considered culture and this is I mean that's one thing that I would consider completely unacceptable but they they could have instead of just pulling the military out it should have been I mean we first of all we should never have been there you know but especially for 20 years and without some kind of diplomatic uh, solution. Because it's a, it's a, clearly the military solution is not um, a successful one. Because if we, the minute we leave, everything it turns the way it was, <laughs> and, and worse, really, right? And, and no, and we should have learned from Vietnam. Right. That this, is, uh, this is not the strategy. We're, we're repeating history. Right. And what, what angers me is not only the things that the women are going to have to go through, but the children that yep. grew up in, uh, and had a taste of what Americans call freedom in Afghanistan. Right. And here, the, here come the Taliban, and Lord only knows how they're going to be treated. And uh, I don't have the magic bullet to mm -hmm. solve the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, I don't think anybody does. No. But the, what we have to do is recognize that we created this mess and we shouldn't put people in power right. that will be empowered to do it again. Mm -hmm. And the mere fact that we have gone and done this like three presidents in a row now. And uh, look, I give Trump credit where credit is due for trying to get the troops out because that was a war we never should have been in. But he had no strategy yeah. of any form he was just like yeah let him let well him he doesn't he didn't care about people or afghanistan he just thought it would it, it was as part of his brand so yeah. that's why he, he made that announcement i mean to pull the troops out so yeah i mean and no planning there it was literally a surprise to the generals they were like what the fuck? exactly exactly <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I'm just surprised Joe Biden, I mean, that it's so fast that it, and I think this is what they're saying is that the Biden administration is taken by surprise as well, that yeah. the country has collapsed so quickly. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something that this is my little theory on this for all those that don't believe the Russia gate thing. I have a, a feeling that this is Iranian and Russian backed help 
that is allowing oh, this to true. happen in the way it's happening. Mm-hmm. I will I will say that on your recorded show, so you have the tape. Mm-hmm. I truly, the bottom of my heart, believe this is Iranian and Russian back, and I'm not an intelligence expert, right. but I don't think you need to be one to figure it out. No, no. I mean, it's like when the French back the American colonists against the English. Of course, you're going to back your uh the opposition you know the enemy of your uh of your enemy so i'm not i wouldn't be surprised either who's backing the the taliban to just stick it in the eye of america i mean uh, it's it's true i actually on the chat andrea is saying 100 percent correct the only um, the only people who benefited were the military-industrial complex and pro- and probably Russia, too. So, yeah, exactly. Russia has gotten a lot of their wish list in general, thanks to the Trump administration. And, of course, now the, the complete and utter failure in Afghanistan, Afghanistan excuse me, is uh, another thing that they could, they can gloat over. I mean, it's... How much I, I, I got to think about all of the those who gave their lives for this for this failure. And we know it. We knew it back then. We were saying back then, don't do it. There's other ways. Like, for example, when the World Trade Center was attacked in the early 90s, we didn't go to war in the Middle East. They uh, well, I remember now the Republicans now uh, criticizing the Clinton administration for taking them to court, for doing it, to, for for bringing justice through the courts and legal and uh, through the a police action instead of a military action, and that's what should have happened then. And there were so many missed opportunities too, because during the in the first part of well last I mean, 20 years ago the they were going what was it the taliban they they wanted to negotiate wasn't that isn't that what happened initially they wanted to negotiate they should have taken them up on it you know so and they didn't and i and uh, for whatever reason they didn't and it fell through and we could have gotten osama bin laden right that's, that's right they wanted to give osama bin laden that's what it was yes yes uh, Tell you a little story uh, for your audience to about growth and perspective that even I'm still doing, thinking that I'm done with my conservative ways. I, and we got it ties into your friend, our friend Ron Placone. Mm-hmm. Do you mind, Mark? Now I wish I'm going to preface this by saying I wish I recorded the show because Tara, I think you would hear me tear up during the show over it. Um, but that being said, I talked to Ron Placone about Julian Assange and the Free Assange movement. And I was never really, I, I have issues with Julian mm-hmm. Assange mm-hmm. because of his politics and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get fully behind the Free Assange moment, movement. I am now mm-hmm. based what you define him as as a publisher, maybe not so much a journalist, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But what I realized coming into this is that I still had a little bit of conservative retrograde DNA (laughs) on me because talking to Ron, he pointed out simple things that I was missing in this case and how the government set it up where a a liberal, a leftist progressive should know better. 
And even now, when I come back 10, 20 years later almost, so I've been a liberal since my daughter was born, so it's 20 years now, even 20 years, I still have some self-introspective to do because I get caught up in the the media. And that's why your show, Ron's show, even Jimmy Dore, love him or hate him, or TYT, love him or hate him, the independent news media, they're talking about Rachel Maddow maybe leaving. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we need more Rachel Maddows on our side. Yes. And if we can get that perspective out, we can change more minds. Even what Ron did this week with so me. So what did he? What or, happened? What do you mean? Well, he changed my perspective on it. I'm on so Julian Assange. Okay. The and the bogus things. I was halfway there, but I I needed I needed to I guess have it spelled out for me, and I, I totally get it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I was a little lost in my conservative. Well, voice. I mean, yeah, I know that. Ron is really um, an advocate, but I never. I'm sort of like, eh, whatever. Julian Assange, you know, uh, he's he seems like a. Uh, I don't know. He seems like a shady kind of. Uh, I, I, and that's the problem, but I made the point, and this is what got me thinking. I made the point is we don't like Glenn Beck, but would we want someone like Barack Obama or somebody on our side locking up Glenn Beck for some uh, reason that is wholly manufactured? No. So it, the same should go for our government not doing that to Julian Assange. If there is something that – and this is where my reasoning comes to the, the free Assange part. If there is something that you can legitimately get, like you get a mobster like mm-hmm. uh, on Gotti, go for it. Get him with somebody. But if you have like a witness who is lying and outright lying about it and you have evidence of like Chelsea Manning saying, you know, I didn't – collude with Julian Assange to bring this information, the charges are bogus. And it's because the government got caught with their knickers down, an mm. English expression, mm-hmm. which I'm fond of, and they are pissed. Mm. And that's what we have to accept well, it as. Yeah. Regardless mm-hmm. of Julian Assange may, may or may not be a, scum, a scumbag, well, which I think that he could be. Right. Well, he... I, I never... I, I understand. So... Obama was president when these videos were released of um, some, I think it was journalists being killed accidentally by, uh, by a drone. Am I correct? And um, it was civilians. I'm not as well versed as Ron Placone, but I think it was either civilians or journalists. It was bad. And so I agree on that. On, in that way, the American people needed to. I, I never understood why Chelsea Manning was. I mean, I understand because she was in a position of she was a an analyst, an intelligence analyst in in the military. That was her job. She um, was. She shouldn't have done that, according to uh, the the rules and regulations in the military. You can't just share these secret or I don't know I, I guess it was a t- top secret video but I I also agree that it's uh, Obama was he was worse when it came to whistleblowers and people like that than than any Republican he was the same I mean but he he also prosecuted whistleblowers and 
So, you know, I have no, they, problems I, I, with that, you, of will, course. I will tell you, Tara, Obama was worse because yeah. Obama, uh, President Obama wanted information given to him so he can, and this goes back to Afghanistan and where we're talking about now. He wanted information about who we're going to drone and give the okay. Trump, for all his faults, he was like, don't we have generals for this shit? Well, you- I, listen, hold on. I'm, I am not going to sit here. And we're not going to attack Obama and praise Trump, okay? I'm not. I'm not doing that. What I'm. What I'm saying is, I would rather if I if I was going to go somewhere with it, I would rather have Obama be like that than say, oh, I need to know every. That bothers me on so many levels, and I'm not by any means defending Trump here. I think Trump was a scumbag for not looking at it. But there's looking at it and giving an okay and saying just bring me everything and Mm -hmm. micromanaging it. And I have a problem with the micromanaging it. And I also immediately go to uh, um, Trump for just saying do whatever. Why do we need me? I'm, you're the commander in fucking well, chief. He's a, let's, let's, what are here. you talking about? You're acting like Trump had any goddamn uh, policy direction. His his only policies were whatever was good for him. So it's, it's not like he thought about anything. So, you know, if he says go for generals, that's because he's and, and, and you know, whatever he's watching on Fox News is telling him, oh, this one's good. That one's bad. This one's called Mad Dog. You know, that's why I hired him. Oh, there's his name, Mad Dog. He's, just, he's, a, he's a fucking idiot. So, yeah, no, this is the same on. guy who said, this is the same guy who said they came out as uh, generals like central casting. Right. Uh, who he's judges generals like that well, by the law? That's what I'm saying. So, like, come on. Don't, let's not, they're in two different categories. Obama is not um, an idiot. And he also knows the Constitution, the laws. And so he, and obviously he had a D after his name, so I expected a little bit different. He did sign the Whistleblowers Protection Act into law, but then also prosecuted a record number of whistleblowers in the government. So this is, you know, a little bit of of, uh, cognitive dissonance in that way. He, in fact, I'm looking right now. Where is this? In The Guardian, Obama's war on whistleblowers leaves administration insiders unscathed. Five key political players enjoy impunity, while four lower-level figures are in prison, facing time. I mean, this is, well, it's just absolute power corrupts absolutely, but I don't know. I, for, as for Obama, whenever stuff like this happened, I thought I was hoping for better from him. Yeah, that's all, and that's all, and Tara, that's all I'm saying. I, I, I believe in someone like Obama because he, he knows better, whereas someone like Trump, and this is all I was saying, someone like Trump doesn't and doesn't care and has a, the worst instincts at heart, and where someone like Obama, you can actually go to a point where not just rhetoric you believe in, but policy. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I, I get it it's discouraging because you know uh dennis kucinich was right we should have a department of peace we should be more inclined to think about 
how this will affect in say 20 years a Taliban government coming to power because some numbskull just right. doesn't give a damn about leading you right. know mm-hmm. and nobody nobody seemed to they just thought about the here and now and nobody seemed to think about the long term and i gotta hand it to the chinese government at least they do that they, <laughs> look at you you're like praising trump and the friggin' chinese government get off my show <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> get the fuck out <laughs> but we all I'm saying is we have to have a nuanced approach on who we look at and say that sometimes doing the right thing means that we have to like you said be self-reflective and come at this at a different angle that we might not like if it's the other person given the information that's why I go like uh, in my op-ed that I discuss I went to the daily caller thinking I'd find a negative piece about how Immigrants are going to get. Um, now you're going to praise the Daily Caller. Okay. No, uh, let me go. Let, let me finish. Show let is me, this. Me, what, where where? I, I thought I thought I was going to go there and find an Im- bashing immigrant priest. Mm-hmm. And amazingly enough, I didn't. And so I don't know if they're Why? doing. What do so, you think the the motivation was? Why? What did I know? I did read. I read your. I read your piece, and I read the. I clicked on the links that you provided, and I saw that daily caller piece. So yeah. That that's the problem. Except to say that they have to go to the next narrative. Well, we can't. They're all saying that they're uh, not. They're looking for job and jobs and they want the American dream. Uh-huh. That's something we could work with. So let's go to the next piece. And what is the next piece? Oh, they're, they all have COVID. And they're all uh-huh. bringing COVID over. <laughs> when it, that is not the case. Because they always have to go to the next negative thing because it's a, it's a white privilege uh, grievance. Right. Uh, that they're going with and you might as well have the old george costanza with the grievance stick and 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 that bullshit with them because they can never just say oh my Mm -hmm. they're they're not going to do what you're talking about and say oh my god we were wrong i i just there's no money in that so they got to go to the new narrative Okay, so they want to work, but they're bringing disease in. Do you really want them working mm, for you? Mm, 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 mm. That's my point with that. So they, they need to keep continue. They need to stretch out the narrative as long as it will go to make their white voters feel better. Well, that's and, it. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and perpetuate the white America is great again because of Donald Trump. Not because of anything he did, but because he allowed us to be racist. All right. And he allowed us to go, go with that narrative. And and God forbid you talk about um, CRT or anything like that, because then you're the racist because you're calling me racist. Right. Now, dare you do oh, that. you're making and little that- white babies feel bad. Yeah, exactly. You're you're feeling the snowflakes here. That's all I'm saying. Is that we're the reason we're better is because we will do what exactly you're talking about, Tara. Is the introspective part, and there there was be none of that on the right side unless uh, unless apparently you get COVID and are near death. Right. Then, they, <laughs> then you're like, 
I'm sorry. I wish I got the vaccine. I mean, I'm so sick of listening to those videos or seeing those videos of yeah. of mea culpa people in the ICU. All right. Enough. Enough. I'm tired of these Republicans who never see the light until something affects them directly. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, ugh. God. So irritating. I was just actually, it was like looking at, um, you were talking about um, the Daily Caller and racism and all that. And rec- I was just trying to find something because I wrote I, on Breitbart, I was looking at some article that came up and there, and of course somebody responded to me. And it was nothing but, it was just almost, it's all, it was, I, nothing really shocks me, but it was almost so racist that it almost shocked. I mean, it was racist. It wasn't almost racist, but it, I almost was shocked at how absolutely racist these, the commentary was on, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to find it, but, um, they're, that's what they are. Ultimately. What? Go ahead. Sorry. Give you a little piece about Breitbart. I did mm-hmm. a story on Doubting Tom of an exclusive interview that uh, everybody should have read from Breitbart because it interviewed the uh, person, uh, Justin Reamer, at the RNC, the Republican National Committee. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the Democrat Democratic Party and how they were going to go after them voting-wise mm-hmm. and how they have troops on the ground and poll watchers and all this other thing. And the thing that caught my eye, and I'm glad I'm here to uh, warn everybody about this, this is why you got to go to the alternative right and the far right and watch what they're telling, even with even with the Republican National Committee of all people. They are saying things like, we're going to kill in their sleep, but while they're as infants, any mm. ideas the Democratic side has, they are blatantly, it's not hyper, hyperbole anymore. They are telling the readers, the, the far right, we're going to go after them and kill any ideas so it doesn't metastasize and doesn't become a thing. We're not allowing it to become, oh my God, a fetus or a baby. We're not even going to get to that point because we're going to kill that. And what are you I talking was, about? I'm confused. Wait a minute. What? What are you anything saying? Anything with voting rights. Anything with voting rights. Any uh, kind of legislation. They are out to get and out in force with lawyers for litigation with poll watchers and all that and they did a full-on piece about it in breitbart mm, and mm-hmm. it's the level of willingness to cheat steal and grab oh, yeah. select should have every democratic person terrified it should have every american terrified really the i mean the right wing are a lost cause every normal American needs to be concerned at, well, and motivated to stop the coup because that's what's going on. It's a coup. They are, um, th- they're in the process of it. They're not going to give up until they finish. And it's all been the, um, everything's been the coup. When you think about it, it hasn't uh, just started on January 6th. The coup would not have been possible. January 6th would not have been possible without Reaganomics, trickle down, turning the American middle class into the working poor. You see, making the middle class. I mean, the middle class is now below 50% of the population. 
And the, uh, for example, our millennial correspondent, Mark, he was born in a country that was uh, on the wrong side of Reaganomics. And I mean, there was a time that, didn't, that it wasn't this way. We were on the right track, but we were trying to make a more perfect union by bringing everyone into the franchise, uh, giving everyone a seat at the table. And this is what the Republicans can't stand. You see what I'm saying? The more we become a more uh, democratic country, small d democratic, that a multiracial democracy, they hate that. They don't and want the, that at all. Mm -hmm. And saying what the telling you guys about the, and your audience about the article is that they are they are motivated so what we need to do with progressive voices and what you do on your uh, YouTube channel and what we do at FY Nation is one of the reasons I changed the slogan to communication with motivation mm. because we need to we need to be motivated to actually go and vote bring people to the polls make people like um, I'm having Brad Freeman on my Sunday show and subscribe can get a full look at the interview mm, um, mm -hmm. he said he's getting crap from the right wing because he won't go after Diebold well he can't or um, Diebold um, Dominion, oh, Dominion. Uh, Jesus he, Christ. He, can't, he, he can't go after Dominion because Dominion in this case did nothing wrong right and he's, right. Getting, he's <laughs> taking shit from the right because the, he won't get in the big lie right isn't that amazing because that's all they care about. In fact, I was watching this other video on YouTube, and there's this, I don't know, it's just some video of, uh, I don't I, some of the things I, that I do when I'm working. When, I don't know if you've ever seen these predator catchers. They, they, you know, it's sort of like Chris Hansen. This is what they do, you know, like they lure people take a seat and you know they expose these predators i mean there are there are so many of them it's disturbing but one of these predator poachers or he calls himself he um it was very disturbing i was watching this video and in the middle of it he's like he's, he just mentioned the stolen election he as a throwaway oh well that happens when you steal an election and he was he's the host it, and it's prolific in the right way no the election wasn't stolen so you can't even go you can't go anywhere in these little youtube videos it's all over the right wingers are this is what they believe they think yes. the election was stolen because they that's what they've been told and i'm the the what baffles me is that um Trump is a con man. He said it right out loud that he will only accept the election if he wins. And here we are. But it's only because this is the outcome they want. And they ne they never, they have um, a more, um, they have, what is it, a uh, an adherence to their own power than, uh, than democracy itself. Do you see what I mean? Republicans in general. Why even the the average Joe dupes the 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 white average Joe dupes they 
don't care about democracy. They really don't. They care about winning, whatever that looks like. That's their guy. They And as long as he wins and can allow them to be as racist and stupid as they are. You know what I mean? So... No, you're absolutely right, because, Tara, this goes into their white grievance, white Mm -hmm. hood narrative. If they didn't win, it was stolen from them by the African-Americans, by the Mexicans, by by the Honduran, by by whoever. You name the other, the the lesbian, the transgender, uh, you name the other, the non-binary like me. We stole it from them, so clearly uh, they're the victim. Because they didn't win. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only way they can justify it. Because otherwise, they can't have their their premise, which is make America great again. And the only way to do that is, is as you were saying, is if I'm in charge and I'm being the white man. And if the white man isn't in charge, America isn't a great. And don't tell me that we're going to help women along because none of these people gave a damn about the women mm-hmm. in Afghanistan that are going to get ruined by the Taliban, mark my words. And it's a horrific thing mm-hmm. that's going to happen. That's right. And the only time they'll bring them up is to use it to bash Biden over the head mm-hmm. when it was freaking Donald Trump's miserably horrible idea in the first goddamn place. That's right. Well, exactly. And everything that happens is an opportunity for these republicans to just pick and pick and pick they're not into solutions they just have they just want uh, opportunities to make their political case and if that's you know just uh being uh, uh what is it a, a professional a scold that's what they are they just it's it's constant cuz they're not they're not trying to have a functioning democracy so and like I was saying earlier with Dan Crenshaw, what he was saying, how the Trump tax cuts benefited the poor more than they did the rich. And it's just complete bullshit. They'll just lie about it. You know what I mean? So it does, it's, truth doesn't have a conservative uh, bent. You're absolutely right. And the other thing, too, Tara, is um, they don't believe in freedom of... Um, uh, the free marketplace. They say they do, but if they did, we would have never gotten rid of the fairness doctrine, which mm-hmm. mandated companies be fair and have a balanced uh, host on radio networks. Mm-hmm. They would never allow, uh, like um, Curtis and Kuby used to do a show in New York on 77 WABC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hate that shit because, you, God forbid, you have a strong liberal who can take apart a putz like fucking Curtis Sliwa. Oh, God, and he, yeah. he shows himself a clown. to be a putz every day on that show. An asshat. Right. In Jack Astis. Oh, Astis they're disgusting. Man. He's just another clown. That's what they are. They're just clowns that are self-serving. It reminds me of when you said that about Curtis Sliwa, because he's running for to be mayor of New York again. I mean, another clown and will get clowns other clowns to vote for other because he's white that's what they care they like the antics they like the um overt and um covert racism they enjoy that they think that's something to uh you know they think it's funny i suppose in fact i was actually just looking on breitbart to look at the comment that i was going to read this comment but it was deleted 
I guess the guy uh, maybe got too much. He, maybe he had second thoughts because it was just so racist. It was a story about, it was just some stupid story about two women having a fight at a concession stand at the Braves game. So these two lowbrows started brawling at, at this game. And um, some somebody wrote on on Breitbart, you know, it was all these races. It's two white women, right? And this person writes, if they were black, there would be hooting and hollering and everyone would be high-fiving and then they would start... I mean, it was like every racist... every racist stereotype you could imagine. You know, then they would start eating... I mean, I don't even want to say it because it's just disgusting. And... But that's who they are. This is what they are. This is what they do online. You know, your whole window to the world. And that's the best you got. This is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you, Thomas Reynolds from FYI Nation, for your commentary, for all of your great progressive action and activism. Check out FYINation.com. And, of course, Mark Middlestat. Our millennial correspondent and founder of Shaping Progress. Check out the links in the description and join his group to make the world a better place. We will win. They know it. That's why they have to cheat. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. See you soon. Damn, I almost missed it. All right, all right, all right. Thomas, are you still there? Yeah, I, was, I muted myself. Okay, I, I, <laughs> that's all right. Well, so anyway, like, anything else you want to say before we wrap up the show? Um, uh, look, if I, I want to thank you for all your help with FYNation.com um, and getting this off. And we've, um, I know you're going to do it, uh, but we've added some new promos and we'll have some more next week. <laughs> You and your fucking promo. No, excuse my language. See, <laughs> did you hear that under that sort of like, I know you're going to do one. I know you're going to. Because I've been trying. I, mean, I didn't mean it like that. I, I know you're busier than than people who do this where you can't just do it for a living. And that's why I want to get you your own show, damn it. Damn so it. You could- Hello. Hello. <laughs> So, you know, damn it, every day so you can do this because you deserve it because That's you're as good as you are. Oh, thank you. And, and if we can do that at FYNation.com and get the subscribers, I'd be happy to have you in our, in our home. But we got to get there with subscribers, and if you can help, that'd be great. I do have a subscriber perk up. Um, you can go if you're a subscriber. This will be up. Paywall free tomorrow at eight o'clock. But if what you will go be up? To what will be up? The the free free interview with Brad Friedman. Oh, cool. Up paywall free. But subscribers get it now. Oh, good. The, Very good. The is if you subscribe, you get the full interview uncut. I haven't decided if I'm gonna like play it out for the whole week or or just put it in one interview because it's a half hour long Mm -hmm. so um but the the perk is you guys who subscribe to fynation.com get the perk at no cost 
And of course, our darling Tara is with us every Tuesday at eight o'clock or eight thirty, and uh, when she can. Nice. Oh, and when she can. That's right. Very good. Well, become a patron at patreon.com, and this is what we need because patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing and to be a show and uh, you know that can compete i should say that's what we're trying to do that can break through the right wing lies that's what we need for real right and uh you guys if you aren't already a subscriber i know it's this is what it means to be a progressive in this country right now everyone is like please support me please help us please become a patron there's so many calls to action and being pulled in so many different directions but if you can support fyi nation by becoming a subscriber please do just like i ask if you can become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin please do and we'll keep going this is what this is it man we got um we got we're up against a lot so we only have each other but it could be worse we're in this together we will win they know that hold on are you still there hold on thomas okay tom let's uh i'm gonna hang up the show now because i have to go get the show ready for progressive voices but in the meantime remember when when is your um uh, interview so you're in you're doing an interview with brad friedman and when is it going to be available we we did an interview already with oh, you brad did? Friedman. okay uh, and um it will be we're going to air most of it on our calling show that we have at eight o'clock on fynation.com so we invite callers i haven't decided how much of it i'm going to air or how i see but we'll always be paywall free for the once it's aired but for the perk is for subscribers only just to thank our subscribers because they're cool yeah (laughs) that's great awesome all right other than that i have nothing well you know what actually i do have something to promote tom hartman is coming back on this show what for well it won't it'll be in september though okay even though the last interview was a disaster so I'll have to get better at that interview. I'm not good at it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I just keep pushing the buttons and showing up in front of this camera and hoping that things will get better, I guess. <laughs> and I, and by things, I mean technology and everything. Well, everything, really. So, all right. Listen, listen, listen. What else would we have? Do we have anything else to promote? Not at this time. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Devil. And remember, if you are a patron already and Pookie's Mama Irene and Stephen Lee and Errol and Jim and JD and Richard and all of everyone on the chat, everyone who is a supporter, and you, if you would like a Tara Buster mug, remember to send me an email at tarabustermedia at gmail.com and include your address and your name and i'll send you a mug okay what about it hey what about this tower buster mug not too bad for supporters and i have so much work to do it's just ridiculous so i have so much i wish we need some help around here well maybe i'll be less of a of a bitch 
If we had some help up in this bitch. All right, guys, guys, guys. Thank you so much. I love you. Lee in New York City. <laughs> this interview will be better, he writes. Good. I'm glad you have confidence in me. I hope so. I think it will. I think I'll shut my mouth a little and let him talk. That might, that, that'll do the trick. And thank you, Thomas, for all you do, for your activism and your passion to make the world a better place. And thank you, Mark Middlestat, for the same. And for being an amazing, kick-ass young man who, when I, when I really get down on everything in general, I think of Mark. I think we got a lot of work to do to make a country worthy of Mark. I didn't really think about that. You saw Mark in the interview. He's an amazing, amazing person. So we need to build that country and community that's worthy of him. And we can, and we will. So we, we're gonna hang, we're gonna, we're gonna peace out of here right now. Um, so I can get the show ready for Progressive Voices. That's a, and then I can go relax a little bit. You know, that's what I do. If you, if you, not that you ask, not that you care. After the show, I spend another couple of hours cutting the damn thing down for Progressive Voices. It's annoying. And then, um, what do I do? And then I go and I, I try to, not think about anything. I will go lay down, see if there's any good TV shows <laughs> that have nothing to do with politics. That's what I do after the show, sometimes, on Saturday. And then Sunday, I, I wake up early and I go and I do the community cat volunteer work. And I, I enjoy that, you know? I mean, it's heartbreaking too, of course, but I mean, on Sundays, when I'm just fixing up the cats and all, I I don't I don't listen to anything having to do with politics. I'll listen to podcasts about history or science or something, something different. Well, mostly history, I have to say. Anyway, Thomas. Not that anybody cares what I do, but I'm sharing, sharing and caring. That's the way. That's what we do. Thank you, M. David Sorabi, for your super chat. Right in, under the gate here. Right under the... Wait, 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 wait. I see it. I hear a cat. Another cat. What the hell? All right. Um, I'm... Th I don't know when... Well, Thomas, we have a show... Well, s Tuesday. 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 We, yeah. we, um, we'll be together on FYI Nation at on Thomas's show at eight o'clock and then uh, maybe I don't know well I'll do I'll do a show as I don't know I can't promise become a patron and we'll do a show okay you become a patron we'll do a show how's that during the week I try to do as many during the, I really want to do a, every a show every night but it's just not possible so we do at least one show during the week, but you'll have Tuesday. You can go hang out and listen to FYI Nation on Tuesdays. And, um, and anyway, whatever. Now I'm babbling. Guys, 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 thank you again. Remember to 
subscribe to Mark's Shaping Progress YouTube stream, okay? Because you need, you need to get more people, so he needs as many subscribers, because that's the way YouTube is. Once you get to a certain level of, I think it's 5,000, though. Or what, how many is it? Do, I don't know. Do you re, do you know, Thomas? How many? I'm on the old numbers when YouTube was fair. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's I don't know what it is now. In order to get um, there's certain features unlock after a certain amount of subscribers. So if you can go there now, don't don't think about it. Do it now. Look in the description. There's the link. Click it hit subscribe just do it right now while we're on on the show don't even wait click the thinking pro the youtube link the think the um why i keep saying thinking because think progress the the uh the the website i'm sorry shaping progress go you'll see it in the in the description of the show tonight's show click that damn link hit the subscribe hit the notification bell for shaping progress mark middlestat's new um organization and it's a great idea it's absolutely needed and it can really make a difference yes and thank you haiku for putting that in the yeah. in the description <laughs> uh, in the chat all right guys 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 I don't know. Something's wrong with Tara Jr. Jr., I have to say. He's got, like, I got to take him to the vet. He's got allergies, but now his eyes are, he's got, like, black little crust in his eyes. Oh, boy. It never stops. All right, Thomas, thank you so much. You got anything else you want to say to the to the pipes? I just uh, support Tara in her Patreon um, because she's right. It doesn't matter um, if we're not in this together. We don't win, mm. and we need to win because right. they'll cheat. Yes, they told us they will. And <laughs> yeah, and they are. And thank you, Robin M, for your super chat right under the wire. Sorry, got here late. Well, that's okay. You're here. That's the most important part. All right, everybody. I see that the people are dropping off the stream. It's getting because the show's over. Other than that, maybe they're all running over to Patreon to become a patron or something. All righty, guys. Listen up. You know it. We will win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you all for hanging out. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy, and we will win. We stick together. We win. I'll see you. Oh, listen to Tara Jr. Jr. I'll see you very soon. <laughs>